We trust them behind the wheel of a car, we agree that they're old enough to decide whether to have sex, and we demand that they pay taxes, although not all of those things at the same time. So why aren't 16 and 17-year-old Australians allowed to vote? That's the question that will be put before the federal parliament early next year when the Greens introduce a private member's bill to lower the voting age. Do you think 16-year-olds are responsible enough to have a say in our democracy? Text me on 0418 226576 or tweet at RNDrive. A few texts have already come in. Hi, Sarah. If it's the case that the human brain remains not fully developed until age 24 or so, it seems unwise to allow the owner of that brain to vote. On the other hand, considering our previous Prime Minister, who knows? I am not qualified to answer that question. I am not sure about brain development until age 24. Next text, voting for under-18s. Maybe it should be optional if young people want it and are interested, let them have it. Don't compel them to do it, then send them a please explain. Frank from Wombat Alley, amazing. Associate Professor Faith Gordon from the Australian National University is a big supporter of the idea. Faith, why should more teenagers be able to vote? Well, we know that Australia currently lags behind many international jurisdictions with our voting age. We know that other countries have lowered their voting age, including Argentina, Brazil and Ecuador. They have a much lower voting age than we currently do. And they also have compulsory voting systems. As you mentioned in your introduction, you know, we expect young people to be carers for disabled adults in their lives. They can pay taxes on the jobs that they do. They can enlist um, in the army, they can drive, but um, they don't have an opportunity to have this very, very basic citizenship right to vote. And many democracies around the world have already lowered their voting age to 16. And we're really pushing for Australia to follow and do the same. We know in particular that New Zealand, our neighbours, are on the path to lowering the voting age to 16 right now. Have other countries done this and which other countries? Well, it was really great to see that the Prime Minister of New Zealand announced that her government were going to draft legislation to lower the voting age after there was a really key Supreme Court judgment in New Zealand that ruled that the voting age should be lowered to 16 so that it doesn't breach the human rights of young people. Now, that case came about because it was brought by a group of young people as part of the Make It 16 campaign. So internationally, there are groups of young people who are campaigning for voting ages to be lowered um, all around the world. We've seen um, that countries such as um, Switzerland back in the 1990s gave 16-year-olds the vote and also some German states. Back in 2007, Austria adopted a voting age of 16, and Brazil lowered its voting age from 18 to 16, all the way back in 1988. Now, Scotland also has a voting age of 16 for local and national parliament elections. And what was interesting um, back in 2014 at the Scottish independence referendum, it was actually 16 and 17 year olds who came out to vote at much higher rates than their 18 to 20 year old peers. So this shows that young people in other countries were very active in actually taking up the vote when the franchise was extended to them.
And this leads to my next question. Are 16 and 17-year-olds more politically active now than the same age cohort has been in the past, do you think? Well, we can see globally looking at the data that actually many mainstream political parties have actually had a huge decline in their memberships. And this is something that there is a pattern globally in relation to. We also know and we can see that young people are being extremely active in their activism on climate change on gender equality and we saw this also in a number of key movements around the world where young people in Australia are linking up with international um, groups of young people around the world on these issues. So we know that young people have always been um, politically active and their activism takes many forms and we're seeing um, in contemporary times them using social media and digital platforms um, to really be very active in the political space. What this would also do, this change um, to the voting age, it might make um, politicians and others be a bit more inclined to actually visit the settings that matter for young people, including their schools and other venues that they spend time in, and actually listen to their opinions if those young people were on the electoral roll. And also this experience really of being recognised and having your views and interests taken into account can actually really build confidence and trust in formal politics. We know globally and internationally, as well as nationally, there is a lot of distrust in relation to formal politics. And this is one move in which the political realm could really build trust amongst young people. Some of your texts are rolling in. One person says, if adult voters don't understand the economy or how our political system works, why are they more entitled to vote than an engaged 16 or 17-year-old? Let's not forget that young people at that age may be working or at uni. I trust them with the future far more than I do an adult who does their research online. Someone else says the age of consent is 16. Mature minors can make medical decisions from the age of 16. 16-year-olds can be as mature or even more mature than some people 18 or older. That's from Michael. And Dave texts in, yes, give them a vote. I know many very well-informed teenagers. Considering we're in a climate crisis we've known about for decades, I reckon 16-year-olds could not make worse choices. And even if they would deserve a say, uh, even if they would deserve a say in their future, should be optional to age 18. On RN Drive, Associate Professor Faith Gordon is here talking about lowering the voting age. I'd love to know what you think. You can text me on 0418 226 576 or tweet at RN Drive. Well, Faith, let's get real in terms of who will benefit from lowering the voting age. A study out today by your colleagues at ANU analysed the results of the last federal election and they found that the coalition's vote actually collapsed amongst millennials and Gen Z voters. Only one in four voters under the age of 40 voted for the coalition. This will massively benefit the Greens, won't it? Well, the research that uh, was released today is a really, really important piece of research and congratulations to colleagues at the ANU for that study and the insight that it shows. And I'm sure many political parties will be turning their attention to that data and the analysis surrounding it. We know that you know democracies have always been strengthened when more people are allowed to vote from men without property to women to Indigenous people. And then in Australia, when the voting age was lowered under the Whitlam government from 21 to 18. 
What's interesting about this question is, you know, we don't typically um, focus in on, you know, how women might vote or how other um, social groups in society might vote. And there is a lot of diversity also amongst um, young people. But this new data is very insightful. And as I said, I'm sure a lot of the political parties will be turning their attention to it. Perhaps it might lead to more politicians engaging with young people in those settings that young people use and listening to their opinions and what policy matters really um, do matter and mean something to young people. Well, that is the glass half full approach. But while this hasn't been passed, who's most likely to push back against this idea? Well, we know that, that you know this fear that giving 16-year-olds the vote will affect election outcomes um, might explain major parties' resistance to doing this. And we've seen here at state and territory uh, level, um, there were proposals by the Greens Party in the ICT and in New South Wales. And there was a Liberal chaired parliamentary inquiry in the ICT. You know, that inquiry, really, we didn't see any change coming out of that. And, and the voting age issue has come up um, several times in Australia in in the last few decades. Um, it would be um, interesting to explore with young people themselves, really, in relation to their distrust, um, in relation to the governments, really. And also, we know that this is a, a Western issue because there's falling voter turnout and declining membership of political organisations um, in other Western democracies. So it is something that um, parties here in Australia do need to focus on. How would giving younger people the vote change not only politics but policy platforms? Would the major parties uh, and some of the independents be more likely to offer policies on issues that older generations might completely ignore when considering who to vote for? I'm thinking things like pill testing, uh, drug policies, these kinds of things. Do you think we would see uh, more focus on different areas? It's a really interesting point about the focus on different areas and um, the policy concerns that young people have, you know, issues that affect their lives. And we know that young people today in Australia are really growing up in the shadow of a climate emergency, global conflicts, the sky high housing costs and a really precarious economy. And we know through the data that does exist in Australia that government spending and policies have been skewed in favour of older people. We also know through research, and I've done research in other jurisdictions on um, you know, politicians' perceptions of young people. And, you know, often you will hear from politicians that, you know, they don't vote, um, but older people vote um, and, and come out in large numbers. Um, so therefore, their policies are often tailored to cater for um, the needs um, of older people. But if young people were extended the vote, it would um, mean that, you know, politicians might be more inclined then to engage with issues that young people are identifying that are of major concern for them. And we know through young people's activism that those do include, you know, climate change and the emergency in relation to our environment and gender equality, um, issues in relation to housing and mental health and all of the effects of um, the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns in Australia. So those of us that do research with young people hear about these issues 
a lot um, from young people. But what we also do here is that, you know, young people feel that they don't necessarily have access to politicians or politicians don't um, engage with them or they're not relatable to them. So it is important to see that, you know, the new government have identified the need for an office for youth. And we do hope that, um, you know, that will bring some change in relation to the interactions between politicians and young people. And also the hope that, you know, young people may also stand for um, election themselves in greater numbers. And just briefly, it's not the first time that the Greens have tried to get the voting age lowered. But how likely is it that this private member's bill would actually pass? Has Labor said anything about this in the past? Well, we have seen historically in Australia this issue of lowering the voting age come up at different points in time. You know, back in 1973, the Whitlam government, the federal parliament, did lower the minimum voting age from 21 to 18. Back in 2015, the then Labour leader Bill Shorten pledged to lower the voting age to 17 or 16. And then we've seen, you know, 2018, the Greens proposed voluntary voting rights for those aged 16 and 17. So it would be great to hear from the main political parties um, on this issue that um, we would hear from the major parties in the media soon. And it would certainly send out a message to young people in our society about how they're viewed um, by the main parties also. Dr Faith Gordon, Associate Professor in Law at the ANU. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Sarah. And we've had some more texts through on voting. One person says, no taxation without representation. 16-year-old people should be allowed to choose to vote. Keep it compulsory above 18 years old from Bok. And Mondo and Hobart says, I don't think they'd have enough interest in politics. Meg says, apart from brain development, most of the arguments against 16-year-olds voting are the same as those that were used against women voting. Oof, chilling. Since 16 and 17-year-olds predominantly vote for progressive parties, says someone else, in capitals, no Conservative Party will support giving them the vote. Very shouty. Patricia texts in, why burden 16-year-olds with such a responsibility? It's true a certain percentage of that age group are actively interested in politics, but many more are not and are still finding their way in the world. Given the freedom and time to explore their youth and ideas before making political decisions, early voting would mean that they will become pawns of political advertising without still having fully developed the critical thinking skills needed to make such important choices. Jane thinks exactly the opposite. Jane says, I believe that 16 and 17-year-olds should be allowed to vote without it being compulsory. They are often better informed than many adults and have a brain able to comprehend the policies. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.